The following podcast is rated 18 plus for mature themes. Viewer discretion is advised. Hello and welcome to episode 2 of The Roundtable, an 18 plus podcast talking about the culture and history of the fat fur and inflation fur community. I'm your host with the most, a nerd with the word, Loco K.O. Welcome to the show. Breaking news. Voice actors are wild. (laughs) Have you ever interacted with a voice actor on like a platform like Twitter or YouTube or whatever? Whenever they have like a social media presence, they always end up being like the most chaotic people in the world. Uh, I could give one example, uh, Gianni, he does a handful of different stuff. He had that one role in, uh, I forget the name of the, the robot gun game, uh, where he, he played a character called Gabriel. Uh, it's really, his stuff is funny, but we're talking about voice actors in general, right? Well, you never believe it, but, uh, there happened to be a time and place Perfectly, where a voice actor crossed over with fat fur. So, we'll be talking about that. Hello everyone, and welcome to the show. My name is Loco KO, and this is The Roundtable, Episode 2. Um, so, why don't we get started off with one of the funniest uh, series of events I witnessed happen today. Or, I wouldn't say today, because... Today is September 20th, 2023. I witnessed something happen a little while back, a few days ago, I'd say at this point. It looks like it was four days ago. So it wasn't that long, but it was still rather, uh, (laughs) rather long ago, according to like, it feels like it's been weeks ago. It's getting close there, but it's only been half a week. But I wanted to discuss a little interesting thing that went down. So, there is a fat fur artist out there known as Boot from TV or Boot or Jersey Devil but fat. I <laughs> I love this. Um but yeah, he's a fat fur artist who does belly heavy, thigh heavy kind of blob sized art. Um there's a good handful of like Anywhere on the body that can be, it just, boom, huge. Uh, there's a lot of belly heavy art that he does, and I really like his content. Um, I really hope that, you know, from what I have seen from them, their style only continues to improve because they do really well-made uh, stuff in general. But today is not the day to be praising their art. Today is the day to be talking about a funny situation they got into. So... They drew, on September 16th, 2023, they drew a post uh, titled, Rivali's Whale is Now Ready. Um, and it depicts the character Rivali from uh, Legend of Zelda, both Breath of the Wild and Tears of the Kingdom, uh, being super, super big. They are blob-sized, absolutely beached out, uh, on the canvas, and yeah, their head's pretty small in this in this image, so you can tell that it's pretty large. 
so so large, I'd say, large and and in charge, you know, as they do say. Speaking of large and in charge, a certain voice actor uh, stepped in to comment on that uh, this post, where they said large and in charge. From the response that Boot gave, being seeing your icon here sent the absolute coldest shiver down my spine. I hope you appreciate that. Would you imagine, would you believe me if I told you that the person who commented the uh, large and in charge thing was Rivali's official voice actor? <laughs> so, uh, Sean Chiplock, otherwise VA Sonic Mega on Twitter, uh, is a voice actor, gamer, streamer. Uh, they work in video games and anime, and they voiced Rivali in both. Uh, the Legend of Zelda Breath of the Wild and Tears of the Kingdom. And they are now effectively part of Fat Fur History because of the series of events we're going to be talking about. So, we saw the large post, uh, well, yeah, large post, I guess you want to call it, from Boot, and then the response, large and in charge, from Sean Chiplock, the absolute fear from Boot. And then we get the response following that from Sean again. Everyone deserves a good jump scare now and again. But but between you and me, he uh, does the, the like furry asterisk thing, whispers softly, almost concerningly so, and then he puts in quotes, bigger. <laughs> and then Bo responds with a, understood sir, in full caps, while proceeding to draw his own character in a not so big like this is pretty small for <laughs> what he typically draws uh size just black and white just saluting and absolutely shocked out of his mind that this is happening you're not the only one shocked boot as it seems scrolling through that every single person uh well every single person that's commenting seems to be related to fat for content but they all seem to be absolutely dumbfounded that this is happening um, <laughs> let's see some of the good ones here. We have, uh, Tuck Gallery saying, what the fuck? Uh, Snoozy, Big Dumb Elephant going, what a wild turn of events. Draconder going, I'm screaming. Uh, Stroob Cow going, dude, with two comments. Uh, what's another good one? Uh, let's see here. Marina Meow going, dude, in full caps. Sheriff Zard in full caps going, bro. Uh, and <laughs> someone posted a little video. I, I need to hold. On. I need to listen to this. <laughs> okay, never mind. It's just a meme. But yeah, uh, a lot of people were really taken aback by this happening. But it got deeper. It went deeper because Boot delivered on making an even larger blob version. Uh, the next, the following day, Boot delivered by making a post saying, Rivali again, someone said bigger, I don't know. And it's a much, much bigger blob whale of Rivali. He is absolutely having his best time there. He is proud and in charge. And guess who shows up again? Sean Chiplock going, accepted, what's your PayPal? Apparently, according to the post history there, 
Um, <laughs> by a post that was deleted, some, something happened there. And then afterwards, Sean said, done. From the surprise that happened, I can only imagine that Boot gave Sean his PayPal. Because Boot responds with, you are impossibly kind, what the hell... Thank you for voicing my favorite character and ruining my life. Uh, I'm, <laughs> I'm going to go by uh, Sinner Wales here, or Sir Wales. I guess it's Senior Wales. Uh, I'm going to go by their response here in the comments. Every turn in this journey has been a left. You're absolutely correct. This feels completely out of nowhere to the fact... It, it, it gets... It gets like, even more bizarre. Because when I re remember when I mentioned the voice actor Gianni? He also commented in this. He commented on uh, Sean's comment say, uh, where it said, Accepted, what's your PayPal? <laughs> Gianni just commented, Based! It's absolutely based! <laughs> this is the most bizarre series of events I could have ever laid witness to that an official voice actor basically endorses the big fet for art made of their character they voiced this is insane and the fact that boot got money out of this is also really cool uh some more comments here rye husky iradian or iradian i'm not sure uh this is the best timeline oh my god uh jet black cat dog why does he have the profile of a sports car <laughs> i like that one uh eel boyo guh sea fluff boy this shape is genuinely so fucking insane boot uh, there, there's a lot of comments from people who are just like, wow, I was <laughs> not expecting this. Yeah, I don't think anyone expected this. But it keeps going. It keeps going. So, someone made a post that isn't up anymore on the same day that uh, Boot made their uh, follow-up image. I do not have the original image, so I'm going to have to paraphrase here, but it was an image of Rivali and talking about the voice actor, uh, Sean. And they were saying how, uh, they were saying, building on, like, what they had seen and all that, uh, they were saying that Sean ha uh, apparently now is confirmed to have a, uh, be a fat furry or have a fat fetish or whatever. Um, Sean follows up in here, responding by saying, when did I say that? <laughs> Someone responds by uh, by saying, guy who paid a dude for drawing fat art, quote, who said I liked this? Sean comes in with the most based response I have ever seen in, in, in accordance with that. Just quote tweeting by going, support artists. Sean, if I ever meet you, I'm, get, I'm buying you a beer. I'm just saying, you are based as hell. Uh, there's a response here that I really like, um, ok Okami Leon responds, You're one of the most supportive people I have seen for the gay and furry communities. I cannot tell you how much everything you've done has helped me push through anxiety with sharing what I enjoy, and seeing this makes me so genuinely happy. Uh, Sean is appreciative of it. Uh, apparently also Sean may have gone to BLFC, and from what I've seen of Sean's account... He probably is a furry. I wouldn't say fat fur, but he is a he is probably a furry because a handful of his uh stuff from what I'm seeing here in his uh media tab on Twitter, he's he was at Megaplex this year. Uh he has a handful of different pictures from Megaplex. Uh and 
yeah, he, he seemed to have been enjoying himself there. So, yeah, I mean, the dude is doing some insane stuff for uh, Fat Fur Culture. And he he's an absolute chad. I love what he does. He I, I don't know much about his content, really. Because that, that goes for me in general. I don't know a lot about what uh, voice actors do. I, I'm subscribed to some voice actors. Like I mentioned Gianni. But I also... And subscribe to Young Gia, if you know him. I mostly listen to his uh, news stuff, because I use him more as a news outlet. But I also listen to his voice stuff sometimes. I was surprised that he got that JoJo role, so that was interesting. But it's just... It's funny in like a... I don't know if cathartic is the right way to say it. But it's funny almost to me just to see voice actors or people who are, you know not typically associated with furry culture, getting into this more niche furry stuff, like uh, fat fur stuff. And it kind of brings up this discussion, I guess you could generally say, about, you know, fat and inflation uh, content for traditional media. Um, when I say traditional media, I'm talking about, like, cartoons or uh, graphic novels, manga, books, etc., that are not made specifically by or even specifically for a furry media, uh, a furry medium or like that kind of audience, but still contains elements that these uh, groups can, can latch on to, like tails, paws, transformation, and for uh, fat fur uh, inflation stuff, you get, um, you know, weight gain, inflation, like I mentioned this kind of stuff pops up in certain media. We see it, uh, if you go back to a lot of cartoons from like the 90s, 2000s, you see it pop up a lot where uh, certain events will happen where characters will be like eating food and they'll just get fat or big bellies or you'll have something with like air and balloons where they just get wide or a character will have something happen where they just get very, very tall. There's that one, like, I, I like to call it the water balloon macro shape, where it's this weird pear shape where they get, like, very, very tall, but it's also implied that it's due to being fat. I'm not exactly sure what that is, but it's a recurring kind of getting giant by getting fat kind of thing that happens in um, cartoons from, like, uh, 80s, 90s, 2000s, not exactly sure why that is, but it's something that repeats. And I wanted to kind of talk a bit about times that has happened. Uh, so there's two different links I have pulled up here uh, that I'm going to use. One is probably just going to be a supporting uh, angle, but I'm going to start with a account here called Fatties94 or Fatty Vids. So this account seems to mostly share, uh, like I mentioned, those scenes from two, uh, like 80s, 90s, 70s, you could even say, and earlier cartoons. Uh, we get stuff from the 2000s as well. These cartoons having scenes of weight gain, inflation, etc. Um and so I wanted to talk about using these two accounts, really. I wanted to 
talk about some shows that have de uh, depicted this kind of content. Uh, because it will lead into a little bit of another thing we'll also be talking about. So, let's see here. So, there's some of the cartoons that come up. There is... Uh, hmm, let's see here. Johnny Bravo seems to have one episode. Uh, scenes... I'm going to just be kind of mentioning what the post says. Uh, scenes of the 900-pound per, uh, purple gorilla and the fat robber from the show Johnny Bravo, episode one. Oh, interesting. Uh, if you don't mind, I'm just going to have the background audio play at certain points, just kind of listen in on what they're saying. Skip ahead. All right, then. Um, there's the Dad's Weight Game from Ren and Stimpy Show, uh, episode Ren's Retirement. Just listen. I see. All right, then. Um, there's another Johnny Bravo. Uh, scenes of Rainbow Monkey Kong from the show Codename Kids Next Door. I'll pull this up. Oh, that's a bit loud. Hmm. I see. It's from episode Operation Hugs. It's not fat specific. It's just macro-sized. Uh, oh, this is a classic for, like, modern. But uh, scenes of Benjamin Clawhauser from Zootopia. Uh, this one's specifically Zootopia Plus. Uh, let's see here. More Clawhauser. Um, scenes of Bebop and Rocksteady from the movie Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles Mutant Mayhem, which, let's see here. Oh, ah, yes, there's a, I don't know these characters personally. I have not seen much from uh, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles in general, but this uh, pig character has a lot of, you know, attention to their body size, which is something I really like when you really get these close-up kind of shots and kind of get to understand the way that these larger characters hold themselves, compose themselves, and their bodies move. That's something that I appreciate when it comes to depicting uh, fat in, like, cartoon media. I, I, cartoons is one example, but in general, when it when we talk about uh, fat characters, uh, whether it be kind of chubby or pretty obese or even close to immobile, one detail that I always like is getting to kind of look at how their bodies function. There's this level of detail that I really come to appreciate when uh, writers or artists or otherwise really bring together, I don't know how to exactly describe it, but this sense of existence, what it means to be that size, what it means to live and breathe and move and exist as a person that size and an exploration of that is always fascinating to me um there's another account here we can also look over but i'm going to look a little bit further uh other shows there's scenes of wide whale from venture bros from episodes hostile makeover maybe no go faking miracles and more 
there's the Puss in Boots weight game from Shrek Forever After. Uh, there's, hold on, what? There's bear growth scene from Adventure Time Fiona and Cake Episode 2. Hold on, I need to look in this. Because I've heard about this show and I've seen a handful of different things from it, but I'm internally confused what this show's about because I've never actually watched it. Not not Adventure Time, the follow-up Fiona, Fiona and Cake series. Let's skip ahead here. <laughs> All right, then that's 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 nice. I like the. This is a little bit of an interesting account where it doesn't specifically depict just weight gain. It kind of just depicts a variety of different things going on. Uh, the last one from this account I'll do is uh, scenes of Hippo Man from the show Cyborg 009 from episodes 24 and 25, Artemis and Mythos, the final chapter. Uh, there's this big hippo guy that. I've never seen this show, but I like the art style, and I like uh, this one character transforms around. Radio. All right. Uh, yeah, I'm seeing more that there's some Vore content and other things, but we'll move off of that into another episode. Uh, not episode. Another account here. Uh, it does less specifically like detailing specific things and like archival and more just kind of appreciating events that happen uh there's the <laughs> i remember this passing around quite a bit but uh dragon king that was a uh that was a character from some movie i've never seen uh but i know that apparently when it got really massive it uh it spurred on a lot of things from people, but there's two other accounts I notice here. Let's let's move on from the fatty vids. Uh, there's round tunes and expansion moments in cartoons. You know what? We're gonna go with expansion moments in cartoons. Toonie Inflation is their handle on Twitter uh, because it. I, I like that there's multiple accounts dedicated to this stuff because some people just don't. Uh, don't have it all. Like some people need extra stuff, and this also gives us variety for more uh, inflation content. Because the other one was fat content and weight gain and a little bit of war, I guess. Uh, whereas this one, to any inflation, is obviously inflation. So uh, helpless hippo from Mighty Mouse. Skip ahead a little bit. Ooh, that that is that is an unfortunate depiction. Yeah, that's uh, that's a product of its time. I'll say that. Uh, Secret of Mastodon Valley, the Ghostbusters. Let's see here. Oh, all right then. Mummy became a balloon. Uh, let's see here. Furball Follies from Tiny Toon Adventures. Yeah. I see. Yeah, we get a good variety of, like, inflation versus uh, weight gain stuff going on here. So, yeah, these two accounts I would recommend if you want to see more stuff from over the years of uh, fat and inflation, stuff like that, within traditional media, you could say. Mostly animation. Um, 
Fatties 94, uh, and what was this one? Toonie Inflation, both of them on Twitter. Pretty good to check out, I would say. But the reason that I mostly brought them up was to kind of segue more to talking about a different uh, post that we'll kind of be discussing a little bit. And I'll be more reading off other people's uh, things about this and giving my co uh, comments as necessary. But let's see here. Back in 2019, November 11th, 2019, there was a post by user Cottlewag. They said, let's talk about kink origins. Retweet a reply with inspiration post uh, points for what you're into. Was it that one episode of Aladdin with the animated series, Fern Gully, an episode of Tom and Jerry, the TF battle from Sword in the Stone? Discuss what you like, like. And so I'm going to be kind of going through some of these uh some of these comments here because this is kind of what I want to get at is this discussion about how we get to this point of enjoying this content. There's a lot of people that say that their original point of inspiration or their origin point of like, yep, this is, I'm going to be into this or this awakening within them comes from the media they watched as a kid. And so looking at what exactly awakened these people, I guess you could say, is going to be interesting. So I want to look up some of these and see what they provide. Sorry if it's a little bit of a ramble, but I do want to see what's this first one. So Monster Mama 91 says, oh man, Goana and Hexus made me feel weird as a kid. Let's look this one up. I have never heard of this one. Goana and Hexus. Let's see, images... Uh, it seems... Oh, it does seem to be from Fern Gully. Uh, seems to be four-related? About some sort of lizard? Ah, uh, yes. So it's some big lizard that might be vor-related. Uh, Secret of Nim seems to appear. Uh, let's see here. Willy Wonka. Yeah, that... Uh, Grindle Rat says, pretty sure that scene from Willy Wonka left a lasting impression on my wee brain. Also toss in early Disney afternoon cartoons. Yeah, I don't really know if we need to really mention the Willy Wonka thing, because, yeah, I think everyone knows exactly what we're talking about. Uh, let's see here. The uh, Kavios underscore says, the part where Agumon ate a whole fish in Digimon got me into Vort. <laughs> Okay, that's kind of funny. I don't know why. I've never seen Digimon properly, but something about just the way that that state is just funny to me. Um, here's another one from Fern Gully. Xion, uh, or Xion, it's X, so Xion Zappa. Aside from the Terror Toad Fern Gully Lizard and Rita scene from Animaniacs, uh, the Grand Duke of Owls, the way Bluth animated his pudgy form, powerful, wobbling to the center of a... Wait, hold on. I think this was a typo here. The way Bluth animated his pudgy form, powerful, wobbling the center of attention to his casual, regal intent to simply gobble up our heroes. Yeah, that, uh, it's a pretty interesting little character there. I actually, you know what? I'm going to look up Grand Duke of Owls. Grand Dad. It's an interesting character here. Uh, let's see. A few different depictions in there. Very belly-heavy character, so that is interesting. A little bit 
Mm. Their eyes throw me off. Not totally into those eyes, let's be honest here. But I like... Ooh, those jaws are not the best either. But, yeah, this is kind of a interesting character. I will say that. Let's see. Any more replies? Uh, the Biting slash pa uh, Pakun Lizards from Secret of Mana. Let's see. Uh, Pakun Lizards. Secret of Mana. Lizardun? Let's see here. Oh, seems, it seems like it's more vor stuff. What? Ah, come on. Uh, lizard done. Pakun lizard or biting lizard. Uh, it's a recurring enemy in the mana series, initially named with the Japanese term that describes continuous munching. Lizardons fit this origin to a T, grabbing prey with their long tongues to eat it whole. Fortunately, striking these creatures with any weapon will, while full will cause them to spit it out. Interesting. Um... PB Woofer says, uh, or Reese's Cups says, everything I like stemmed off of transformation, I'd, I'd have to guess. And transformation came from innocent, naive 12-year-old me looking up Pokemon on DeviantArt, where I found transformation. Uh, then from there, I found more and more kinks. Shows like Tom and Jerry also helped with all this. Uh, Rich Man Wolf apparently predicted something uh, two days ago before this post would have been made. Saying, yo guys, today, uh, today we will discover what your new kink is and from which animated movie <laughs> could have came from. Welcome to the 18 plus kink tube channel, Cottlewag. Interesting. Uh, let's see here. Got a handful more. Uh, Wooly Mooly says, I remember, I remember as a kid, I liked seeing cartoon animal people getting big, be it fat or size growth. I'm not quite sure why really, but it's stuck. Uh... King of Zodiac, uh, King of the Zodiac replies, "Yeah, me too. It all started with the antagonist of Bartok the Magnificent transforming. All downhill from there." I'm gonna look up this character, Bartok the Magnificent. Let's look up this one. Ah, I see. It's a bat, and is it supposed to be antagonist? Okay antagonist it's a white bat and the antagonist ah it seems to be some sort of human oh uh, this scene looks a little bit familiar they have some sort of weight gain potion I think or transformation ah uh, yeah so there's a transformation of them going into like a big dragon that's interesting alright uh, next one Zeud Zayud Z-I-U-D-E, Wolf. I feel like I recognize this person. Oh, I follow them on Fur Affinity, that's why. Uh, what got me into furry in general, when I was a little kid and played Star Fox 64, I found the characters really cool, specifically Fox McCloud. Since I never had an older brother, I would often imagine Fox my older brother who would take care of me, because I'm lame like that. Ooh. Uh, Monocro78 uh, Monocro says, it'd have to be... Chance Furlong from the Swat Cats or that scene from a goofy movie where Pete gets in the hot tub. Yeah, that seems to be a recurring thing I see every once in a while from Fat Furs. Well, they will draw Pete. Not exactly sure why, but they really like Pete. Couldn't tell you why. Uh, Templeton, uh, that ravenous fox, Templeton. Uh, 
Yeah, that that one scene of the rat eating a bunch of stuff that that seems to be something that also appears pretty often. Uh, a writer, Arider TD says, uh, "See, there was this one episode of Huckleberry Hound where this evil potato decided he would just grow bigger out of sheer force of will." <laughs> I like that. That's good. Uh, at least that's the earliest growth-related cartoon I can remember influencing me. <laughs> I don't know why. That's just funny of just a potato being evil that just decided to grow big out of sheer force of will. That's funny. I don't know what I don't care what you say. That's funny to me. Uh Sangria Sangria Snake says, I've been trying to find my origin for my I've been trying to find my origin for my kinks for a while. I'm very into inflation, obviously, but I also love bubbles, pink and weirdly enough, theatrics. I love the idea of a kinky musical number, and I think I found my infe- infection vector, Pink Elephants on Parade. That was a very bizarre scene from Dumbo, and yeah, it's a bit of inflation and bubbly, and those elephants are pretty heavy, I will say that. Um, let's see here. I'll grab a <laughs> darn you, Violet Beauregard. Or Blubagard? Okay, then, whatever. Uh, I'll do one more here. Furries at large, or two more. I'm sorry. Uh, actually, no. It's it's we're going a little bit longer here. I'm gonna go ahead and wrap up this segment just a little bit. But uh, we're gonna do one more. Furries at large says when I was a little uh, when I was little, I remember watching an episode of the Super Mario World cartoon where Yoshi gains weight by swallowing a lot of Koopas. It got me into weight gain. Doesn't stuff like that always happen? And I check this person's account, and it's just full of fat gators. <laughs> Wonderful. Fat dragons, fat gators. You know what? That That's valid. But yeah, that's a... That's a little interesting thing about people's development with fat and inflation in traditional media. How they discovered that stuff, the relationship to it. Uh, people just... In general, this is kind of this part of this... I said this a lot. I, I can't figure out how I'm going to say these lines. Oh my gosh. Point of what I'm trying to say here is... This development we looked through for this segment, this bigger section, I guess. It was like kind of three sections back to back. But this larger discussion here kind of just talks, I think, about the progression we've got through with how people interact with this kind of content, how people come to get interested in this content, how it's appreciated or recognized or uh understood by people outside of it is very interesting series of uh i guess series of events i guess you would call it history that really should be talked more about like why do we get these feelings why do we get these interests from these sources and you know i could talk my head off more about the psychological ends of why do we find that interesting what sparks it all But I'd like to take a little break here to bring us to a pause so I could tell you about something special. Alright everyone, it is that time of the week again. It is now time for Commission Corner. This is the part of the show where I advertise a few different people that are currently open for commissions and allow you to, hey, possibly go check out their work. The first one up in line goes by dububby909 on Twitter. They are currently open for a uh, adopt garage sale. 
Uh, they have a handful of different adopts going on. Uh, some pre-made character designs down from $50 to $35. Uh, they have some uh, rough sheets, it looks like, uh, for characters down from $80 to $65 and come with a profile picture. And there are some gotcha adopts, uh, little gotcha pawn adopts. I'm not exactly sure if that's the term, uh, but little randomized adopts that are down from $30 to $20. Their style is very cartoony, very belly heavy. Uh, they seem to like drawing characters that accentuate and show off uh, belly. So they are pretty well designed characters. I want to actually check their account just a little bit more. Yeah, it's a uh, very belly heavy characters. So if you're looking for cartoony belly heavy characters and you want to get an adopt for a new character, check out them. They go by Duh Bubby. 909 on Twitter and also the same handle on wobble.xyz. The next person is Harodoshin or Fat Fur Jump Scare over on Twitter and I'm not sure if there's any other place. Ah, so Harodoshin on Twitter and some other places. They are currently open for commissions. Uh, their main style of stuff is blob and kind of slobbish art um their sketches are down to about 50 dollars which uh go up with their highest range of full color full everything going up to about 200 dollars i have commissioned them before in the past they're really good and really creative what they do uh they've actually reached out to the show before and uh, showed interest so i thought why not show a little bit of support right back um so if you're in the realm of getting some blob art some uh, really I don't know how to exactly define their art style but they're very good with lower uh, like kind of the thighs but uh, belly heavy as well but much more lower uh, part of the body so I guess pear shape uh, you definitely want to go for them if you want uh, content with like big tails and big butts obviously so that is Haradoshin on Twitter and FA for Affinity. Seems like everywhere they are Haradoshin. That's H-A-R-A-D-O-S-H-I-N. Um, yeah, they'll be on Twitter and for Affinity. And for the last person, we're looking at Carrot250 over on Wobble.xyz. I'm not sure about a Twitter profile. But they are currently open for some commissions, open for slots, it seems like, unless there's something changed here. So, ah, uh, yes, so they're on Twitter, Telegram, and Discord under the same handle. Uh, they are currently doing a small little range of kind of blob and bigger size characters, ranging anywhere from an icon for $40 to a full body or mega blob size for about $50 to $55. Um, their style is very kind of simple, cartoony. All of them kind of work in a similar fashion. So you're not seeing too many ranging styles. So what you get, uh, what you see from their commission style is kind of what you get. Uh, unlike the other two, which kind of range in a variety of styles, especially Haradoshin can kind of move around. Carrot 250 seems to be consistent with a certain style they want to stick with. 
Uh, so if you're looking for a different blob artist with a kind of more simplistic style, I guess you want to go for, uh, it is carrot with a K, uh, carrot 250 on wobble.xyz or Twitter, Telegram, or Discord. And with all of that, we move on to our next segment. Welcome back. I unfortunately need to discuss something and a bit of a tangent here. I originally wasn't really going to be talking about this, but it seems it started to seep a bit too much into the fat fur community. It was not originally a fat fur issue whatsoever, but it seems to be a recent event that uh, has overtaken discussion within the fat fur community. So I wanted to discuss a bit about an event that's been happening. Or someone did something, rather. So, on September 17th, a person within the gainer community, people who actively put on weight, uh, show off their progress. Um, it's a very tended, It's intended to be a very body-positive community about weight gain and uh, appreciation of plus-size bodies, which I very much appreciate. Someone within that community, who I'm not going to name, uh, put out a video where they drank uh, three different glasses completely full of water and Orbeez. And it has caused a stir am amongst uh, both the gainer community as well as fat furs. Um, I've talked about it a bit on my Twitter before and discussed how I am not much a fan of the reactions, I guess you could say, that this person has done from the reasonable responses, I guess, from people. I'm, I'll, I'll just be honest, I'm not very much a fan of how this individual has done certain things in response to what is essentially a very dangerous idea they they decide to put upon themselves. What I am going to do instead is read off a little bit of something I looked into. So, if you don't know what Orbeez are, they are these gel beads that are made as toys, more or less. Uh, they're colorful water beads, primarily made of a super absorbent polymer called sodium polyacrylate. polyacrylate uh, usually made from acrylic acid and sodium hydroxide. Uh, these super absorbent polymer beads can absorb uh, hundreds, uh, 100 times their weight in water. They kind of start off like, I want to say maybe a couple millimeters big, and then can grow to, you know, 100, size, uh, 100, 100 times their size. So they're not necessarily toxic. They're non-toxic. They're not going to harm the environment. They're entirely biodegradable and safe for use. Uh, they don't have any harmful chemicals in them, but the rate in which they grow, they can very much draw in a lot of water and more or less just cause issues of clogging up pipes. And if you know about a different incident that happened with Orbeez, someone in France put a bunch of Orbeez in their tub, tried draining it out, and their entire sewage system around their entire neighborhood and areas around that got completely decimated. Um, so the reason that I bring up this matter is 
While I understand there are certain things people do to try to experiment more with uh, their fetishes or for this in particular, I guess, gaining and increasing through like bloating, increasing size of your stomach so that way you can try to have a larger capacity to eat more, gain more, whatever. This is a activity I'm going to have to say directly nobody should be participating in. Not only do Orbeez have the potential to severely uh, dehydrate your body by drawing in too much water from your body, um, they also have the potential to get lodged in your body in a way that you can't properly process them out, which in, which can create clots and possible potential other dangers like a rupture or something. Um, and the clogging could also lead to more dehydration as the beads increase in size. So if you are going to look to gaining and bloating, I would recommend not using Orbeez as it is too dangerous of an idea to consider without possibly hurting yourself. Anyways, I wanted to quickly say thank you all to everyone who listened in on episode one. We got a lot of you viewers <laughs> checking into the podcast here. Uh, we actually got around 188 listeners. Uh, it's really, really awesome that I have this many people wanting to tune in to this podcast. It, it means a lot to me that I can discuss this matter with people who actually want to listen. So, hey, thank you for tuning in. And one particular thing that I, I guess, brought about this podcast, the, the thing that brought about this podcast to begin with, the round uh, house, if you listen in on last episode, uh, I was told through one of the comments that uh, I got on Fur Affinity that there is another website that was kind of involved in early stages of the fat fur community. And by checking into it, I found myself going down a bit of a rabbit hole. So I wanted to put a little bit of a pause on listening to that, uh, like reading all that, and allow myself to read it sort of blind to you all. So this is a website known as Blimped, uh, Blimped with an exclamation point. The website is no longer available. However, uh, its forum admin, uh, Tombfire with a Y, is currently still out and about act, uh, active on places like Fur Affinity. So you can go check them out. But Blimped is a furry art, story, social, and RPing website, mainly for fat furs and fans of inflation to post artwork roleplay, and mingle with others. The site was founded and headed by the Inflato Nation owner Alcora to emphasize more on fat furs rather than just inflation. It is currently in its beta stage with some features not working or causing bugs. The unfortunate part <laughs> about the beta stage is it was launched in 2012, June 2012. As of checking it recently, it does not work. But it brought me to a different place. Um, 
called the Inflato Nation, which is where we get into this rabbit hole of a large part of the inflation side of the this podcast, I guess, the history and such. So I want to discuss that uh, by, again, dry, uh, dry first read, whatever you want to call it, blind read. So the Inflato Nation, also known as the Inflation Nation or the IN, was one of the furry fandom's large, largest inflation communities. The IN was originally created as an alternative to other mature inflation sites so that users could enjoy non-pornographic inflation art and media. The website contained a forum, original art galleries, and re-hosted clips from cartoons and movies. Uh, if you remember earlier on in this episode, we discussed uh, clips from cartoons and movies that had inspired people from uh, to kind of inspired their interest in weight gain inflation content uh, to become fat fur and inflation for individuals so this seems to be a well first of all it's not a website i was familiar with or a forum board that i was familiar with but it still is interesting how it brought about a good portion of its own history unfortunately it does not seem like i can access uh this website it seems to be down yeah uh accessing the website link uh sircane.net does not seem to bring <laughs> the forums it seems to bring a nextcloud login which i uh do not have a login for anything like that so uh the administrators of the website were dupo the site owner uh it's the founder and current administrator of the inflation uh flato nation which was <laughs> This forum post was last edited 15 years ago. Um, and the other one was Sir Kane. Uh, they're the owner of SirKane.net, like we mentioned. Uh, the SirKane.net web, uh, web server, where sites such as the Inflation Nation and Furry Media International are hosted. He was also once an admin on sites, uh, Side7, but and it keeps going. But he was the server owner. And the Inflation Nation, Inflato Nation, ran from September 1999 to August 6, uh, 2014. So it seems like it started just a year after uh, the Roundhouse. So let's talk about the history of this website. Since, unfortunately, this website is no longer accessible, we still have a history board about it. So... The Inflato Nation was founded in September 1999 by Dupo as a page for artists to showcase non-pornographic inflation artwork. Rubber Tech's Raccoon joined the site staff as the site grew in size. Sir Kane started hosting the website in 2002. Rubber Tech's redesigned, uh, resigned around this time, and Sir Kane, along with Scooter McPherson, began assisting in administration and mo uh, moderation duties. The IN was redesigned in 2004 and again in September 2006 to mark the site's 7th anniversary. On October 23, 2006, Sir Kane announced his resignation from running the Inflato Nation. And he has a quote here. I would like to step down as owner of the IN. Shrug. Just don't have the time, interest, or care to, uh, to keep maintaining this. For what I remember it as years back... Uh, for what I remember it... Ha what? For what I remember it as years back, comma, okay, that's a strange way to say that, uh, has long since vanished and been dead. Uh, I 
also seem to just get busy with R-I to... What? <laughs> this person might not have the best uh, grammar. Okay. I also seem to just get too busy with R-I to really be able to dedicate worthy admin slash owner time into the I-N itself. And I feel it should go to someone who does have the time and desire for it. I'm not asking for the I-N to get off of my server. Far from it. I just don't want to maintain it anymore or call the shots. If you care to discuss this with me, you can email me or hit me on any of the IM services should be should all be in my profile. In February 2007, Scooter re, re, uh, resigned, sorry. In February 2007, Scooter resigned as forum moderator and many of his administrator duties within the IN. He did not immediately cite his reasons, but it later emerged to have been from the increasing amount of furry drama that had struck the forums. Interesting. Uh, he also later revealed that he will still aid in, running, uh, in the running of the site, but take a less direct approach in doing so. On March 14th, Dupo announced that Kuya and Tori Balachi would, uh, would take lead roles in moderating, moderating the forums. In June 15th, 2007, Dupo announced that the site forums would close down, although the galleries and main website would, would remain open. The forum closed the next day after eight years in operation. A number of replacement forums were founded, the most popular being the inflatable, uh, being inflatablefurs.com, operated by Alcora. The Inflato Nation was eventually redesigned to primarily focused on inflation in the media, as in the increasing popularity of dedicated furry art websites had seen the gallery fall into disuse. The forums were briefly reopened during this time. By November 2011, the only remaining portion of the Inflato Nation was the archived art gallery. As of August 6, 2014, the Inflato Nation has closed entirely. That is quite a bit of history. Um, but it did mention another website, which we are also going to discuss in just a second. But there's a little bit of trivia here. Um, the Inflato Nation was featured on Filter, a show on the G4 television station, on numerous occasions during the Net to Know segment. The IN was an early link of the day on something awful. Interesting. Uh, I think there's someone who entered my server who has ties to something awful. Um, so we'll have to see about if they know anything regarding that. But inflatablefurs.com. I want to check this wiki fur article because it also has a wiki fur articles. So inflatablefurs.com, also referred to inflatafurs, originally named the Inflatable Furry Hub, was a furry inflation forum administered by Alcora. Uh, the website does not seem to work. Yeah, no, it le leads to a dead link. Um, but the forum does seem to be archived, so maybe we can check out a little bit of that. Uh, I'll let that load to see if it does get... Yes, okay, so there's a little bit of an archive. We will check that out in just a second. But... The administrators of this website were Alcora, um, aka Henry Lightfoot, and Bianca Wolf, the founder uh, and head coder. Whoa! Founder and head coder for Fur Affinity. Interesting. He first found his way into the furry fandom 
through uh he first found his way to the furry fandom through the inflato nation website interesting that's interesting um and hungry jackal was the other administrator but he does not have a page and the moderator in the of the inflatablefurs.com website was Toonfire. Uh, I mentioned them earlier, but the Inflatable Furs website ran from June 16th, 27, uh, 2007, sorry, to June 2015. I really should get a bit of water because I am struggling, struggling to speak for some reason. I apologize deeply that uh, this little recording here is a little bit iffy in proper discussion. But let's continue with the history. Um, the forums were initially opened in June 16th, 2007 as the Inflatable Furry Hub. It was created as an alternative to the, def uh, to the defunct Inflation Nation forums that had closed the same day. The Inflatable Furry Hub was featured in Something Awful's Weekend web section on August 26th, 2007. The community were light-hearted and didn't take much offense from it. However, as a precautionary, as a precautionary measure, the forums were made member-only uh, from that point on. On March 13th, 2008, the site opened a profile and gallery system similar to Alcora's previous project, Fur Affinity. Previous project, as if Fur Affinity is not still active. On March 11th, uh, 11th, 2009, the site rebranded to inflatablefurs.com. As of June 2015, the inflatablefurs.com website and forums were both offline, seemingly due to problems with hosting and a complete loss of data. The website has since been replaced with the following message. The previous host holding the inflatablefurs.com forums is offline. I currently have no files or database structure for it, so I'm considering it a loss at the moment. I may at a later time consider doing something new with this location, however. Please keep an eye out on my Twitter account, Alcora, Alcora Drabbit. And it's from Alcora. Uh, there's some more references here, but otherwise... Oh, wait, hold on. Wait, hold on. There is a link to the uh, something awful forum. I want to look a little bit at this. So, this Something Awful forum entry from August 26, 2007. Sly Bald Guys, A Haunting, and the Inflatable Furry Hub. So, let's scroll down to if we can get to the Inflatable Furry Hub. Uh, I have to scroll a little bit. Okay. <laughs> okay, I went a bit too far. Uh, okay, so we're in that one. Okay, here we go. So, the Inflatable Furry Hub, according to Something Awful, we're going to hear what they have to say about them. Uh, there's some screenshots, so they at least have a bit of archive there, but we will be looking at the uh, Wayback Machine archive. So, fur is a gateway fetish. It leads to even more discussing, disgu uh, disgusting fetishes that, combined with the base, uh, base furry fetish, lead to even more disgusting super hybrid fetishes. Many furries are also into diapers, unbirthing, and BDSM. A furry favorite is inflatism, where they like to be inflated by food or air and then popped, as if these things weren't fat enough. All right, then. <laughs> That's an interesting way to talk about that. 
Uh, I've never been on the Something uh, Awful forum, so this is an entirely new experience for me. Uh, there's something for everyone at the Inflatable Furry Hub. There's a some of the nor <laughs> normal threads I see at the top of the screenshot. Everyone needs a blimp, not furry, but OMG. Fat manga, uh, fat manga dinosaur thing. Inflatable fur suit. Inflator mouse. Uh, there's a handful of ones related to popping. Yeah, there's a, there's a few different things here. But interesting that it did get at least featured. And I guess that means there's an archive of it. Even if it's not the most, you know, I, I guess generous, perhaps. But let's look at the Wayback archive. Um, so there's two different archives. One which is the archive that it sent me directly to from the Wikifur article. And then one from around May or June of 2009. Uh, oh, I see. Hold on. So this, this first entry from the Wayback Machine... Uh, the capture I'm currently on, which is December 20th, 2014. Uh, unfortunately, there's not much to look at because uh, <laughs> it says you must be logged in to see these forums, which that's not going to happen. Um, so it just kind of gives a basic overview that this website exists. Um, at the time, there was only one user active in the past 15 minutes. Uh, that being a guest, which must have been the person who archived this. Let's actually look at the furthest going on, which is October 20th or November 20th, 2019. Uh, let's see, is it going to bring me... Ooh, okay, never mind. That's not going to work then. I'll go there. Let's see, does this other one from back in the time... Ooh, this is the earliest one. Okay, May 9th, 2009... Uh, okay, so there is some general issues where none of these seem to be accessible because you can't log in. So unfortunately, the inflatablefurs.com archive is not necessarily going to be something I can look at. But I did hear a few different names there. Alcora, which is tied to Fur Affinity. I will have to look into that because I thought... I did not realize Alcora was something that was tied to Fur Affinity. I thought that was more something that uh, Dragoneer was tied to, which we may talk about Fur Affinity and its connection with Fat Furs, Inflation Fur, and stuff like that. But Alcora, Tomb of Fire, and it doesn't look... Uh, Dupo and Sir Kane were also two people that got mentioned I don't know if I'm ever going to be able to contact these people, but the fact that their names are uh, uh, direct, uh, directly involved, I'll see if what I can do. But going back to the start of this, remember when I mentioned Blimped? Um, Alcora's name is also tied to uh, Blimped. So seems like there's been a continuous attempt to bring back this community that eventually just kind of fell to other social media platforms. So that is kind of the unfortunate reality that eventually there's going to be just a easier way to involve yourself in social media with just bigger name platforms. Um, but with that becomes the unfortunate reality that these other platforms that were specifically designed for these communities kind of just falls to the wayside. Uh, the most I think you can find nowadays is... Uh, stuff like furry 
altogether furry sites like uh, fur affinity or um you get stuff like uh what was the thing um I, I, well i guess discord servers kinda i don't know but i do want to bring up one other thing that i found so i found a project it's a uh, place called writing.com there's one wayback machine uh, archive of this and there's a main archive of this on the main writing.com website and it's a project called zaftig so i'm gonna see if i can zaftig uh on wikifer so zaftig city is some sort of writing project that was involved on a website called writing.com which has been wow it's been around for a while uh 23 years ago so around 2000 that's interesting <laughs> we're getting a little bit of other history here but there are two little things here uh zaftig city 2 which is an archive post and port zaftig which is a main site so i'm going to look at zaftig city 2 um it seems to be so it's an interactive story containing a hundred and ninety one chapters each chapter tells part of the story and usually ends with multiple choices click on a choice and you'll be led to the next chapter in your story when you reach a chapter that hasn't been written yet you will have the option to write it don't be shy make an addition that is interesting so uh it's an 18 plus thing let's let's see here i want to look at the rules from back then and then check the rules from the modern day so main rules uh no gore or death keep four to a minimum no short posts um, minimum of three paragraphs or approximately 250 words uh give everyone an out uh all chapters should have two options at the very least keep the flow uh don't suddenly stop a storyline for no reason start a new one keep the focus towards weight gain and inflation of various kinds uh ah they have a rule against uh cub art and stuff so that that's based thank you for saying no instances of yiffing with child first thank you uh so same thing kind of goes for ov ovio position so like if it's eggs it might it should not be related to babies whatsoever so that's also based uh have fun with it so interesting all right let's see the modern post so ah okay so it's an updated version here so many years ago on this site there was a story called zaftig city it, its focus was on weight gain and fat first i contributed many chapters to that story and was saddened to see the whole thing get deleted some years ago it fortunately has a way back archive so that's good and while there are a number of other stories that center on fat first none of them capture the magic zaftig, zaftig city had Revivals and attempts to recreate the original have, have been met with some success. This is my attempt at trying to capture lightning in a bottle again. Interesting. Hmm. Also interesting that this water is seemingly of no help. <laughs> Port Zaftig is known for three things. Sun, surf, and sand. A premier vacation destination. First from all over 
flock to the port's beautiful beaches and blue oceans. With warm and sunny days nearly all year long, the city thrives on tourism and devotes an entire section of the beachside proper property to luxury resorts and hotels for visitors, practically seasoning them off from uh, pro practically sectioning them off from the town's residents. Mm, I see. This, though, is everything that Evan knows about Port, Port Zaftig. Uh, having grown up in a rural town in a landlocked state, the lion dreamed of residing in a sunny, beautiful seaside city. Now, as a 20-something, he is ready to make his dream a reality. For years, he worked long hours and picked up on side gigs to save enough money to leave his small hometown. With enough cash to survive a few months in Zaftig, he packed up what few worldly possessions he had into his car and made the multi-day drive to his new home. What Evan does not know, however, is the easy way to spot the uh, is the easy way to spot the locals from the tourist. Many furs visiting are like him, fit and trim. All the locals, though, are ridiculously obese. Thanks to the dirt cheap cost of food at Port Zaftig, a skinny fur there is either just visiting or won't be skinny much longer. Will Evan buck that trend, or will Port Zaftig grow on him in more ways than one? Interesting project. All right. Well, it does remind me of something else that I've been enjoying lately, but I will save that for a later section today. But the rules and guidelines for this updated version, which has been updated as of september 22nd so today it's been updated as of today interesting there's some guests and members online around a thousand or more so there's st this is still going it seems like so rules and guidelines please put some effort into your chapters uh avoid things like simple uh single sentences her her grammar blah 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 focus of this story should be on weight gain and it should, and it should focus on evan in particular Weight gain ought to be the main focus. You just uh, said that. Oh, but however, feel free to include adjacent topics like blueberry inflation. All right. Uh, sex and graphic content is allowed, both gay and straight, but keep the focus on the overall story on, on weight gain and not on sex. Characters who are minors and their weight gain is permissible. However, they should not be involved in any sort of sexual acts. Thank you so much for that. This is a kind of choose-your-own-adventure story, so please make sure chapters uh, chapter options... Uh, as kinds of choices, okay. Characters cannot be killed off. And please don't write anything gross like scatter vomit. Alright, interesting. I would look into this... You know what, I'm going to just click begin this interactive story. Never mind, I have to sign in. I unfortunately do not have the time to sign in, but I will consider it in a future endeavor. But that is uh, Zaftig. Something that kind of got brought up. But, you know, that brings me to a general discussion. We had talked about uh, people getting inspired by more traditional media, I guess you could uh, could say, uh, that turned them into enjoying uh, fat for content or inflation content, etc. Excuse me. Um, but then that kind of brings the question of fat and inflation content made by people who enjoy it. So there's a lot of content we could talk about, but I want this to kind of be a basis to discuss more of this stuff going forward. So there's a lot of different content we could talk about. There's stuff like, you know, your traditional art 
you see a lot of art pieces from many different artists some i mentioned in the commission corner section of this podcast um but there's also you know writing from many different writers one that i have stuck around with for a while is hadalbi uh i don't really know if that's exactly what they go by but hadalbi is what i've always known them by uh they're the big dragon uh with also a horse um but aside from writing and art there are other projects that furries have made such as games there is a whole forum called weight gaming that i have unfortunately not checked out much uh but i will have to look into that because i really want to see what uh fat furs and inflation furs really are capable of making um there's actually one particular game that i've been uh slowly making my way through it's a visual novel kind of thing called uh, worshipers of the game it's been a slow process it's been a very good game it's uh it like i mentioned the zaftig thing you're basically someone who is traveling to this new uh traveling to this city it's a small little town and it's all about uh gaining weight interacting with people who gain weight etc um it's very very fun i recommend but i will be talking about that in a future episode maybe uh, maybe i mostly wanted to set a little bit of the base thing here but if you don't like video games there is also other uh like tabletop games uh such as D. i have purchased a few different things some from the studio called red deer studios which makes a lot of D stuff they have made stuff like uh the what was it i need to look it up actually let me make sure i have it here yeah javelin's castle was one thing i have played before but they've also made a few different things like secrets of Bellaventus, which is their world uh based on fat and inflation uh they have a certain inf- uh expansion system that works in like a uh multi-tier thing the bigger you get the harder it is for you to move and there's also uh gets it dips into exhaustion which i've heard complaints about the exhaustion system related to expansion but honestly the three different times i've ran that kind of system i've never had anyone have issues with it then again i also throw in a lot of stuff myself and i add on to the system because i think only three tiers is a bit too small because i'm that kind of weirdo but there's also other stuff like the arcanophage uh it's a class that i uh, had picked up it's related to the uh apple system um it's i have yet to really properly get into it uh because i have not had the time to be a player uh and really enjoy this with uh proper dedication so while i picked it up i have not been able to play something that looks a little cool but uh if you want D content tabletop related stuff that's something you could check out uh but there's also people who do animations one person who i have been sticking with for years at this point i'm gonna pull up their youtube channel uh they go by uh luke the fatonite uh or fatty dragonite uh they've made a handful of different really good animations for years um one particular really good animation that they've made lately uh, that actually won an award um, was called Horns. It's a five-minute short film uh, about a ram. I think it's a ram. Let's see. 
uh, an antelope. Uh, an antelope remembers why he became a trucker, and it's a really, uh, it's a really beautiful piece. Um, it's no voices. It's entirely uh, audio based and works around uh, horns, as you would imagine. Um, I won't say much else. You would just really check it out. It's a really uh, good production. Um, but yeah, th this is kind of like I mentioned, me starting to bring up creators that I can discuss and their creations, etc., etc. So I want to extend a little hand here as I start wrapping it up. I want to set the, uh, the scene for what I'm going to be doing going forward. For the future of this podcast, what I want to do is two things. Every podcast episode, I want to attempt to bring on a uh, fat or inflation creator that has been around for a long time, maybe a decade, um, maybe a little bit less, maybe a little bit more, but I'm looking for a decade or more, basically. Um, I want to bring them on to discuss stuff about how they've interacted with the community, uh, what they've learned, kind of just generally interview them to understand what their perspective is on this content. And the second thing I want to do is to look at projects I can review, such as video games or D&D stuff or animations or general writing projects. I want to look at this project stuff from a perspective of me and either review it or discuss it, whatever. So this is my invitation, more or less, to bring to you all, if you know anybody who is a fat fur, an inflation fur, or anything connected to this, who has been around since like 2013, maybe 2015, but mostly 2013 or before 2013. If you know anybody who is involved in the community as, as an artist, a writer, a video game maker, an animator, anything whatsoever within the fat fur and inflation fur communities that has been around from 2013 or before, please let me know about them. I would love to reach out to them, get their comments on some stuff, maybe bring them in for an interview. I would love to talk more with these, uh, these creators and see what they have to say. But that is more or less a future endeavor as we sort of, you know, wrap up things. I'm glad that we got to discuss all that we did today. And it's been a longer episode. So, who knows? Maybe future episodes will be longer. Maybe they will be shorter. But whatever comes our way, all I can say is... We come to a close for today's episode. If you'd like to keep up to date with any future podcasts, you can check us out over at soundcloud.com slash loco-k-o. Or if you have any questions or just want to contact us, you can shoot me an email at lococo.hpf at gmail.com. With all that said, thank you for coming, and I hope you have a fat and happy day. Till next time. <laughs>